Welcome to Nostalgia, your weekly look at what's going on now in pop culture. I'm your host, Patrick Sheehan, along with my co-host, the great, the man, the myth, the legend, Dave Martinson. The great. I'll still settle for the great. The great. Thank you, Pat. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Dave. I'm pretty excited. We had a we had a big week. And along with a pretty good showing at SoundCloud with some solid listens. SoundCloud.com slash nostalgia pod. And getting some some solid feedback from our listeners. Thank you all for that. And thank you for sharing with a friend. Please do. We're now on iTunes. We are. Please throw us a rating if you could be so kind. We have a direct link to that iTunes from our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash nostalgia pod. And yeah, if you could throw us a rating, a little comment, a little nice nice blurb, give us that'd those be cool. five stars. Five and stars. If, and if you want that super hot nostalgia fire right to your phone, throw us a sub and you'll yes. get it as soon as it's out. Yes, please subscribe. Please send us a review. We really appreciate that. Hit that like if you like. <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about today. I was thinking maybe we'll start with some quick hit thoughts on maybe our favorite topic ever, Kanye West. Yeah, I love religion. He's the best. Jesus Christ, man. Jesus is killing it. I mean, ever since he dropped Life of Pablo, actually, starting two weeks before he dropped Life of Pablo, he was killing it. Yeah, and if you want to know our thoughts on the Life of Pablo in its first iteration, you can go to soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod episode two. Look at that. Let us know you, this, this is why he's the great Dave Martinson, folks. Here are we. So Kanye had a pretty interesting week, Dave. Look, that's always the case now. It, it is always <laughs> the case, but maybe it started when he said, and I'm quoting this tweet, no more fashion calendar. I'm going Mad Max. Six <laughs> collections a year, three albums a year. If the clothing collections are inspired by Mad Max, then I'm down. That'd be awesome. That's a $200 t-shirt I could get down with. <laughs> I don't know if there's a $200 t-shirt I could ever get down with. Is it but... only 100 actually. I don't want to blow them up. Right. <laughs> Kanye, you make high fashion. I don't understand it. No. But I My do simple un- mind. Right. But I do understand your music, I feel like. And three albums a year is a lot. Yeah, that's not happening, man. There's no way. I still don't think the album's coming out in July. TurboGrafx 16. There's no way TurboGrafx 16 is coming out. video game console from his childhood. That, that's, that's a load of BS as well. I'm really wondering if Kanye is really going through a manic episode right now. Well, I think now he has like these one-off tweets. And unless he really explains them in an interview or something, I'm just going to treat them as these tweets he has and that pop into his head. Like right now, oh, I might get an Instagram, but don't judge me. Well, unless he gets that Instagram, I'm not going to say he's getting an Instagram. Right. We wait. Uh, Let it happen. The Instagram thing was really interesting because he basically was saying, I'm going to get an Instagram as long as people let me do whatever I want on Instagram, which no one really, I mean, unless you post something graphic, people might report it and take it down. But you can do whatever you want on Instagram. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure who's restricting him. Well, you know, technically you're only supposed to post pictures you took and therefore own on Instagram. So all you people that post memes and screenshots, you're breaking you're, the law. You're breaking the terms of rights. Right. You agreed to those. And so watch yourself. The Instagram police are going are gonna to be out. So protect your neck. But thinking about Kanye's week, so three albums a year was where it first started. And then he started finally fixing the life of Pablo. He said he was going to fix it as soon as he put it out, but he didn't really do anything for a few weeks. And now all of a sudden there's two changes, two significant changes that have happened. So I, I really didn't think it was going to happen, to be honest. I thought he was just kind of blowing smoke and it would be forever incomplete in his eyes mm-hmm. because he's been a perfectionist his whole career. 
Right. But yeah, he's made these changes. Yeah, and he actually tweeted that this is like a living piece of art that's you know changing with the times, and it's it's an interesting thing. He started when he changed some parts of Famous. The one, the one lyric. Yeah, the lyric he changed from "She be Puerto Rican Day Parade" wave into "She be." Real, at the real school estate. real estate study to be a agent. real estate agent or something like that. Obviously, I'm not a lyricist. Whatever. And then he, today, we're recording on March 16th of Wednesday. He fixed wolves. Like he said yeah. he would. So, Dave, can you, can you break down those changes for us? I haven't actually heard it yet. Yeah, so he kept the beginning of wolves proper with his verse, and then he brought back Vic Mensa and Sia who were in the unofficial version of Wolves that we heard at SNL 40 when they performed it live. So now they're in there with Kanye's verse and singing. And then Frank Ocean outro Mm -hmm. that was at the end of Wolves is now its own separate song called Frank's Track. Frank's track. Interesting. I'm wondering if he'll give that a title too or not, but it doesn't really matter. Like I said on episode two, soundcloud.com slash nostalgia pod, I was... Sad that Sia's verse was, or Sia's right. parts weren't in there. Not so much Vic. I like right. Vic, but he was he's whatever in the song. Yeah. It's kind of insignificant. If he was going to fix this album and actually want me to judge it differently, I would want the production cleaned up or mm-hmm. changed a little bit. But if you're just going to throw in verses, it's just going to seem like a, a remix. It doesn't really right. mean anything to me. Right, and it'll be interesting to keep track of it and to see how he continues to work on the track and change it, and if there will ever actually be a final product for this, or if it will really be an unfinished piece which is not like Kanye and I think that just speaks to how crazy and what and I don't think wild or I think just stressed out his life has been leading up yeah. to the release of this collection and this album I mean back in the day when late registration came out he delayed that twice in 2005 and he told the New York Times that he would work on it until the last minute until the last minute they gave him but now there's no they he's right. just putting it on title and he you know, there's no one really restricting him. He can do whatever yeah. he wants because it's his label and whatnot. So it's kind of funny that as soon as most people's 30-day trials for listening to T-Lop mm-hmm. were running out, he adds more edits. But Title extended everyone's free trials two more weeks to listen to the new product. That was very nice of them. Yeah, how, pre- how nice. I appreciate that title. Still don't have it. I think we talk about Kanye enough. We'll probably touch on him probably again in like the next two episodes. So. Yeah. Uh, while, we move on, <laughs> while we move on to kind of some big news in the movie world, Indiana Jones 5. Yeah, breaking. Nah, Very nah, new. Nah, 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 nah. Steven Spielberg, Harrison Ford coming back. Going to yes. be dropping July 2019. July 19th, 2019. So Dave, what do you think about this? I mean, do we really need no- another Indiana Jones? You know, it's funny. Lucasfilm is also back producing as well, but the key difference here is George Lucas is not involved in any capacity. He did all four stories, first four Indiana Jones, but he's not involved, obviously, because he sold Lucasfilm and is retired. Right. Kind of like Kanye tinkering with a released product. George Lucas is uh, looked on negative light by many for his alterations to the original Star Wars movies. Right. You know, DVD in 2004. But Lucas Lucas isn't there, and most people just look at Lucas as he's the problem. He's the reason stuff goes bad. And Indiana Jones did end on a sour note in 2008. Crystal mm-hmm. Skull looked on as a bad movie. It was a box office success, but not good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 800 million worldwide, but when people look back at it, it's really like the the black sheep of, of oh, the Indiana Jones franchise. So, obviously, Harrison Ford's coming back. He's going to be... Dr. Indiana Jones. Who else should we, do you think is going to show up in this movie? Do you, it's, Chaya can't come back, No, right? Ma, no not, way. They're not bringing back Ma Williams, his son. No way. I think Marion is also not coming back either because, yeah, we liked her in Raiders, but 
you know, we didn't like her no. in four. So maybe we'll get like a, a Rocky, Adrian gravestone scene. Maybe something along That'd those be lines. Interesting. No way she's back acting. The only character I really could think of, because obviously they killed off his dad, Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Spoilers if you haven't seen Indiana Jones, <laughs> you had your chance. Spoilers 30 years later. And Marcus, he died both on and off screen. So the only characters I really could think of left is what, uh, Asala? Jonathan Reese Davies. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, I, I can see that. He, but, he's cool. Uh, you know, he's Gimli in Lord of the Rings. Good actor. More likely, they're probably going to go in, in a new direction. I mean, yeah. Ford's probably going to be a mentor to somebody. And... Right, and that was what they wanted in Crystal Skull, but this didn't work. Shia LaBeouf later maybe publicly the, denounced everything. So. Maybe the aliens will come back, and maybe that's who will be the new Indiana Jones That'd be funny. forward. That'd be interesting. A name that's been thrown a lot around a lot has been Chris Pratt. Yeah, well, most people wanted him to just be the new Indiana Jones, because it's such a iconic character, and mm-hmm. it's a powerful brand. They were going to continue Indiana Jones at some point, with right. or without Harrison Ford. But I think it's nice that Spielberg and Ford both are going to try and give it a proper send-off. Sure. Because you got to figure both of them aren't going to do it again. Harrison Ford is already 73, so he'll be 76 by the time this releases. So. Right. Someone's got to pass the hat. Yeah. Someone has to. And I think Pratt would be a good choice, but one of the things we talk about off-air is that he's in a bunch of different franchises franchises at the moment. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, he's in Jurassic Park. I think that's it for right now. But Yeah, but everyone on, throws his name out to everywhere, like the right. Uncharted video game movie. Yep. They were talking about him for Indiana Jones the past few years. He's a real, obviously a really hot name. He's, he's uh, doing really well, and he's funny. He'd be good Indiana Jones. I think he captures the physicality and the charm of the character. But at the same time, he's, I think he's a little too known, and he's too out there already right it's interesting because i think what kind of what you described the the charm and the physicality of the character kind of reminds me of another harrison ford character that's really well known han solo yes who has his own movie coming out in 2018 yes and the shortlist was just released right so in case you didn't know in addition to star wars episodes 7 8 and 9 releasing every Mm -hmm. other year obviously 7 just came out the force awakens if you haven't seen that what, why are you listening to this? Yeah, go, go see that. Yeah, pause this. Go watch the movie. Come back, please. But they're in between each mainline movie, where they're releasing uh, the anthology films, what they're calling mm-hmm. them. Rogue so Star War. Wars Rogue One comes right. out at the end of this year, and at the end of 2018, we will have the now untitled, still Han Solo spinoff film. It's not an origin movie per se, but it's mm-hmm. also a younger Han, and it's being yep. helmed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yes, I got it right. There they. You go made the Lego movie, among other things. Mm-hmm. So they are still casting young Han, because obviously Harrison Ford isn't doing that. And the shortlist has been revealed after a lot of names have been attached and rumored. I read uh, that they had over 250,000 submissions from different actors around the world to play this character. I mean, yeah, this is this is huge. They had Miles Teller was mentioned. Yeah, Miles Teller. more noteworthy ones. Actually, The Ringer, Bill Simmons' new pet project, uh, they're advocating for Miles Teller to be yeah. the next Indiana Jones. He's too... Uh, no, I can't do Miles Teller. No. I can't I, do... I, I like Miles Teller. He's excellent in Whiplash. He's a good actor. He was probably the best part about Fantastic Four's abomination from last year. But no, he can't be Han. He's... Too, Miles, too well known, and he doesn't look like him enough for me. Miles Teller keeps, keeps catching L's. There was a, a movie with Emma Stone that he was supposed to be in. Actually, no, it was supposed to be Emma Watson and him were supposed to be in it. And then really? uh, it got replaced with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. I can't think of oh, the movie well, name right upgrade. now. <laughs> right. But, I mean, he, he just keeps catching L's. So he's not I mean, he's making money solo. in Divergent. Yeah, Even exactly, though no one likes those movies. They kind of stink. So the short list is down to three actors. According to a few sources. Not not announced by Disney or anything. We're down to Alden Ehrenreich from the recent movie Hell Caesar. He was also a pet actor of Francis Ford Coppola. 
and was in two of his most recent films. I didn't even know Coppola was still making movies. They're kind of like art films at this okay. point. I think it was called Twixt was the, the most recent like one. Like the candy? No, there, there's the T at the end of this one, yeah. so it's no copyright Choose your side. <laughs> and then Jack Raynar from the Transformers Age of Extinction. Yeah, he was, a, he was the male lead that wasn't Mark Wahlberg, the right. young guy. Right. And then Taron Egerton, Dave's favorite, from Kingsman. And it's interesting because they all look like they could play the part, but I think there's only one choice, really. It has to be Taron Egerton. It has to be Taron Egerton. Back in January, I tweeted that I think he would be a good choice. At Martin Swagger. And he previously wasn't announced or connected. That's why I said it, because he wasn't in any of the other shortlists. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's at Martin Swagger. And sure enough, now he's attached. And I think he's a great choice. He was excellent in Kingsman, and I think he did the two things that Han Solo needs to do. He was an action star, and he was also really funny and really witty. Like, he, he was charming. He was charismatic. He had the physicality and the charm, same as Indiana Jones. Yeah. Taron Egerton, I think, would be a great choice, and he's not too well-known. Miles Teller isn't a mega star or anything, but he's way more well-known than Egerton, right. who's only in his... I think he just had the movie Eddie the Eagle come out with yep. Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. That's really his second or third feature film, but he's still not very well-known. But he's great in Kingsman, and Kingsman 2 will be in that as well, but I think he'd be a good choice. Yeah, just his overall like his overall persona in Kingsman is perfect for Han Solo. The only thing he would have to do is get the accent down, really. I right, mean, he's British. Yeah, I think Aaron Reich has a really good chance to... Buys the best acting chops out of three. Right, especially being in a Coen Brothers movie recently. Yeah, it's, got, a, it's a good resume builder. Yeah, he's got a really strong background. but This is a really important casting because a lot of people aren't, a f- aren't big fans of this movie even existing. Right. Because you know, Han Solo is so seminal and like, leave him alone. He's Harrison Ford. Obviously mm-hmm. Harrison uh, reprised the role in Seven. And if you've seen that, you know what happens in that movie. I won't say... But going back and doing the origin story for Han, and they said Chewie's going to be involved as well, right. is really precious. you got to get this right. And part of that's going to be the cast. If you pick a guy like Miles Teller, people know, you know or it doesn't look like him that much, it's going to mm-hmm. rub people the wrong way. So they have to get this right, and I think the first thing is the cast. So right now, I'm behind Egerton. Yeah, I, I hope Egerton gets it, but I think my money's on Aaron Reich. Why don't we move on to maybe the biggest news of last week was the Captain America Civil War trailer came out last Thursday. Yeah. And our good friend, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, is finally revealed. Hi, guys. <laughs> Tom Holland. Yeah. The, the most the, the most recent <laughs> act, acting shortlist I remember because they wanted to cast, and they did cast Spider-Man much younger. I mean, right. Heck, Andrew Garfield was like 28 when he was playing high school <laughs> Peter Parker. Right. But yeah, Holland sounds like a kid and looks like a kid. He makes an appearance at the end of the trailer. And honestly, I kind of wish they didn't have... Spider-Man make an appearance in any Civil War trailer. Mm-hmm. That way the impact of him showing up in the movie for the first time is that much greater. Right. But I understand why they did it because at the end of the day I don't think everyone knows Spider-Man's back in Marvel's hands no. and going to be in this movie. No, absolutely not. And I think they also knew that this would create... I mean, the movie has a ton of buzz anyway, but Spider-Man showing up in this movie was what a lot of people were waiting for. They, right. People were waiting to see where he was going to come in. And this does draw a lot of buzz. And I think it's also maybe to put a little bit of the worry to rest with casting Peter Parker so young. Because I think that that is a, it's a difficult choice to make. And Tom Holland, like you said, definitely looks like a child. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> to, you, you need to get a little bit, you need to win the fans over a little bit with the choice before going in or the movie could take a serious hit in reputation. I was like a huge Spider-Man kid growing up. I know a lot of people are really attached to the various Spider-Man cartoons but his suit's getting a lot of uh, praise like with the eyes and stuff which is really funny because the suit is not that uh, authentic to the comics or anything like that there's some differences and 
I think the reason they did that is because in Amazing Spider-Man 2, they did a very accurate Spider-Man suit, and Amazing Spider-Man 2 was really bad. So, and that's the last one that Sony was involved in completely on their own. So I think they may want to separate that and make sure everyone knows, you know, the people that are more casual fans, they don't follow it like right, this you is and I. This is def- different Spider-Man. Also in the trailer, Black Panther, who I was pumped to see. Yeah. He was chasing down Bucky, taking out some motorcycle tires. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman's playing Black Panther. You remember him from 42. He played Jackie Robinson. And if you didn't heed me and Pat and I's advice and saw Gods of Egypt, he apparently was very bad in Gods of Egypt. Well, at least it was someone of color in the film. Yeah, right? right? I mean, Egypt is Africa, right? <laughs> so he, I mean, Black, Black Panther's in this. Uh, who else, What else stuck, stuck out to you from the trailer? Yeah, I think definitely seeing Black Panther actually was more exciting to me than Spider-Man. Because yes. this is like the cold open, I guess, for Black Panther because they teased him in, they teased his existence in... Avengers Age of Ultron, if you remember, Andy Serkis played Ulysses Claw in the middle of the movie, who right. was a Black Panther villain. And so Black Panther is from a fictional African country called Wakanda. And in Wakanda is where you have this rare metal called vibranium. And just so happens, Captain America's shield is made of vibranium. Really strong disconnection there. They all We also think that Bucky slash Winter Soldier, his like metal arm could also be thing. vibranium because when he punched... Cap Shield right. in Winter Soldier, Captain America 2 Winter Soldier, nothing really happened. Right. We don't know that for sure. So there definitely is the connection there. There's a lot of things you can deduct about how the plot's going to go from this trailer. You see Crossbones a little bit in there, mm-hmm. Spider-Man at the end. So there's a lot of cool stuff to like, and I think it's at an all-time high, and luckily it comes out the first Friday in May. It's coming up. Yeah, and I think maybe one of the main things that you see in the trailer is that it looks like War Machine dies. Definitely gets messed up, for yeah, sure. Definitely. People have to die in this. Yeah, they say there's big consequences, reconcilable differences, but I hope that's more than just they're not boys anymore, you know, Tony mm-hmm. and Cap. Someone, I think, needs to go. And Rhodey, War Machine, Don Cheadle, probably is one of the ones that makes more sense as a character to get rid of, because he's kind of superfluous. Right. right. Try to think who else could die of, of the heroes. No one knew that they just brought in. That'd be too early. There, there's rumors Maybe that... Hawkeye? Yeah, I think Hawkeye might. Clint Barton. Jimmy Renner is. He's a wild card, to say the least, as an actor and as a person, it sounds like, him and his real estate deals. Oh, um, is that is that true? He did a very interesting interview, I believe, with, with GQ talking about his real estate deals. Shout out to Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan, who give him a lot of love on that. They're they're huge Renner heads. I can see Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, break Bu- it down. Bucky, Bucky too, maybe, I, I can Bucky. see. Yeah, Bucky and Falcon. Anthony Mackie's really, really personable, charming yeah. actor. I really like the Falcon, and in the comics, his character, Sam Wilson, becomes Captain America at one right. point. So maybe leaving that as a potential down the road. Killing off Bucky, though, that'd be actually really interesting because this whole movie basically happens over the fight over what right. happens to Bucky. So that would actually be crazy because that would be a total loss for Captain America, right? Something... He lost all his friends. I assume all this fighting happens. Right. And then Bucky dies anyway. That yeah. would be dark. I, that'd be a DC move. So, something needs to push Captain America to that grittier side for Infinity War. Well, it seems like Infinity War is going to bring them all together right. to fight the big bad Thanos. But yeah, I don't, this one, I, don't I think know. it's going to be good. Something something needs to push Captain America to to a different place than being this compassionate, all-American guy. Because I, I think there has to be a darker side to to Rogers than we than we know. Maybe try new territory. Maybe this maybe this leads very nicely into what we really want to talk about today. So if you've been following at Nostalgia Pod on yes, Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter. We tweeted out a Marvel Heroes versus Villains bracket for March Miss. 
It's mad. Marge is mad, baby. It's bracket madness. Tony's mad. Cap is mad. <laughs> the other guys are mad. Star-Lord's in there. Yeah, so, Star-Lord's not in Civil War. Yeah, he's... he's <laughs> Neither is Thor or Hulk. Thor, they're in our bracket. We didn't leave those guys out. No. I think maybe the biggest takeaway so far is that all of our listeners, thank you all for voting for our playing games. You all really like Groot. I mean, he, he made a big comeback against Ant-Man, who was up, I believe, by a significant margin going into the last couple hours, and Groot pulled ahead. Yeah, so the eight seed... For the heroes. Groot beat out Ant-Man? Yeah, it was interesting. And thinking who would actually win that fight... Ant-Man versus Groot is really interesting because you have huge hulking Groot and right. many uh, tree powers that we have saw in Guardians of the Galaxy. And then you have Ant-Man who could just shrink himself and hide in Groot. I don't know. It's a very <laughs> interesting fight to think about. Yeah, it definitely is. Before we get into that, though, Ant-Man is on Team Cap. Which uh, team do you think is better overall in for Civil War? You have Captain America, Black Widow, Falcon, Scarlet Witch, and Ant-Man versus... Iron Man, War Machine, Vision, Hawkeye, Black Panther, and then Spider. I, I, I think Black Panther is kind of on the sidelines. We don't really know. He's but definitely, definitely Spider Man. He's definitely shown running behind Iron Man in like that final yeah. scene where they're all running each other to fight. By joining. I think I would have to go Team Iron Man there. Yeah, I think yeah. Iron Man's got the advantage. Like, Vision is Vision versus Scarlet Witch. Like you know, they're the kinds of like the more you know supernatural powers right. that you can really quantify. So you got those two. Iron Man and Cap kind of weed each other out. You got Hawkeye and Black Widow. Yeah, I think Iron Man's probably got the edge as a team, even though I, I might so. side with Captain America for ideology. Right. I mean, I, I guess I go back and forth with it in my head, but I think Spider-Man and Black Panther, on, you know, along with Iron Man, is just... True. And Vision, pretty, was, that's Vision did a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, that, that's true, too. Then I again, mean, Scarlet Witch could just, like, possess... One of Team Iron Man, and it's we, over. We shouldn't get too caught up in this, or we'll be talking <laughs> about down this the, the rabbit whole hole time. now, boys. So, Groot is the uh, won the eight seed playing game, and Black Widow won the seven seed playing game, yeah. beating out her, uh, I guess, counterpart Hawkeye. Yes, beat him uh, thoroughly, and they're yeah. gonna fight in the movie. So we can't wait. A little teaser there, and then in the villains bracket, Killian Aldrich. Aldrich, Killian, Pat, Killian you Aldrich. Keep saying it wrong. I'm always going to get it wrong. Yeah. Uh, it sounds better that way in my head. That, but that, that was Guy Pierce from Iron Man 3, if you don't remember the name. He beat out Jeff Bridges, Ironmonger, and from Iron Man 1. Yes, Obadiah Stane. So the bracket shakes yeah. down like in the hero side. The first game is, or the first matchup is Iron Man versus Groot. Iron Man getting the one seed. Four and the five seeds, Thor and Hulk face off oh, in yeah. the first round. We have Spider-Man as the three seed versus Star-Lord. And... The two seed, Captain America versus Black Widow, a former love interest of his. Oh, yeah. So, why don't we start with the one versus eight matchup? Iron Man versus Groot. Who you got? Are we playing the long game here? Because Groot can heal himself. Tony can shoot a hole in Groot, but Groot will be back. Groot will always be back. Maybe he throws a little spore on Iron Man, throws off his cybernetics, and then then lets Tony without his suit. <laughs> I think there's I'm, upset potential here. That's all I'm saying. It's not a classic one versus sixteen trouncing, right? But I think Iron Man takes this one. Yeah, the character overall is phenomenal. Yeah, Tony wouldn't be that dumb. Groot, if Groot was on his like top aggressiveness that you see at the end of the movie in Guardians, he would have to grab, get onto Tony. Tony can just fly away and just shoot holes in him and and tony being a brilliant scientist he actually might be able to figure out something that would make it so Groot wouldn't be able yeah. to i'm sorry vin diesel but 
You know, the thing when, is, it's a hard matchup because both characters are so likable in different ways. Yeah, I mean, Groot was maybe the big the biggest winner coming out of Guardians of the Galaxy, other than Star Lord and Iron Man. I think is maybe the most beloved for his persona, other than his superhero persona. Yeah, for I mean, sure, he certainly paid like it. Yeah. Really, <laughs> very true. Thor versus Hulk. Yeah, this is funny because Thor and Hulk will be teaming up in Thor three, Thor Ragnarok, which mm-hmm. comes out fall of next year, twenty seventeen. So there'll be a hanging out after that and they're both sitting out civil war we won't be seeing them this year so this fight's really interesting because thor can fly thor's a god mm-hmm. with strength and lightning and whatnot and hulk it's a, it's a big dude neither one is immortal but thor is certainly pretty close <laughs> yeah you gotta give this to thor just because you can influence hulk's actions we right. saw tony do that in age of ultron mm-hmm. that hulk buster suit you can just kind of control the fight against hulk thor he's a fighter in his old life, he's an aggressive dude. He drops some lightning down. I think Thor wins. I actually had Hulk in this one. Really? But you, you might be able to persuade me on this. This was maybe the closest matchup on the bracket. The 4-5. Hulk, I mean, when, when Hulk gets into his rage, he is basically indestructible, unstoppable. He'll tear you apart from limb to limb, and you can't do anything to, to change that. However, that rage can be used against him, like you said. Right. I just don't. Thor I just don't could, know if Thor is smart enough to do that. Yeah, Thor would have to just fly away and let him calm down. I, I, I you think. Know? Yeah, I think if Hit him with the hammer. I think if there's one thing we've seen about Thor though is that he's not always the smartest. He's cocky. Yes, very cocky and Odinson. His cockiness gets the best of him. So I could see Bruce Banner if he can somehow harness some of that rage and fight a little bit smarter, not so emotionally, which probably he can't. I could see him taking this, but. Uh, I, I can see this going either way, so I, I'll say let, let us know who you think has this fight. Tweet at us at NostalgiaPod. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want, send us all your picks. We want to see who, who you think will win. If you think we're idiots or if you think we have good analysis on this, please yeah. send in your I'd like to hear your analysis. You're so smart out there. <laughs> so now the three versus six matchup. Yeah. Spider-Man versus Star-Lord. 100% going with the six here, Star-Lord. Spider-Man is an unknown quantity. I don't know what this punk kid can do. Right. Shoot some webs, big deal. Spider-Man gets the nod because obviously he actually has the better superpowers. In the trailer, we see he has the external web shooters. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know if it's a power per se or just an external thing. We've seen both of those right. happen. Star-Lord doesn't have any powers. Star-Lord's powers are, well, well he's, he's at a... the end of the movie, he... Didn't die from the Infinity Stone. Right. He's a little bit... He has a little bit of, uh, like, super strength. I mean, he's stronger than most people. He's still a human, though. Yeah, he's still a human, but he... He's kind of like a mastermind in a way. He's always behind the scenes, making things move, scheming things, getting people to work together. And see, I think that's actually a really interesting fight because if you know anything about Spider-Man, you know he's cocky. He likes to talk shit to his villains. And so does like, Star-Lord, though. Yeah, so that's why I think this is actually really funny because Spider-Man's villains all hate him because Spider-Man's a douche. That would be some... I don't know, how, young kid Spider-Man, maybe not yet, but Spider-Man's a douche. That's his character. I could hear the trash talking that being like Larry Bird level. Star-Lord's going to shoot him with his gun. Or and that, do and some other stuff. About it. Yeah. Plus, so, he's got all those assist characters. He'll bring in the other Guardians. If Groot somehow survives, Groot can help him out. And Peter Parker is a, a good character. I like Star-Lord. As, as I like his persona. I like his uh, personality so much more than uh, Peter Parker in, in my book. Especially a 15-year-old yeah. Pete. I mean, they're so, they're so different. So. You have a high school kid whose parents died. Or international guy who didn't know his parents and knows aliens instead. Right. It's so a little more interesting. So I'm going with, with Jurassic Park. I'm going with... Future Mr. Indiana Jones, Chris Pratt, Star Yeah, so upset there. We gave Spider-Man the three seat on uh, Reputation. 
but but we haven't seen enough to think he would win this fight. He's like he's like Maryland this year. They they have five NBA stars, but they're not gonna be able to put it together and make it. You watch that. that. If you want to hear more of Dave's takes on the NCAA tournament, please listen to his other sports podcast, Mercy Rule. SoundCloud.com slash Mercy Rule. You like sports? Hit us up. <laughs> so. Why don't we get to the last matchup here? Captain America, the two seed versus Black Widow, who just dominated Hawkeye, Hawkeye in the playing game. Embarrassing. Black Widow, she's a master assassin. She's rocked many different haircuts in these movies. And like Scarlett Johansson. She's incredibly she smart and sly. Doesn't have a lick of powers, though. No, she doesn't. You're right. Hawkeye, what we've seen, he can shoot arrows really fast. Not mm-hmm. sure if that's power, just reflexes. And, and extremely accurately, too. True. Which is important to know. I guess uh, Natasha Romanoff, she just shoots her guns really well and doesn't die. And she does like some gymnastic moves. So and... She would give Cap a run for his money, but Cap's faster than her. Cap's stronger than her. I don't see how Captain America doesn't kill her as long as he wants to kill her. Yeah, uh, that, that's the thing, though. Captain America is all compassion. And Black Widow... Failure of character here. ...is a, a, a Russian from the USSR at heart. I mean... yeah. There's a very real possibility she could try to seduce Captain America and be successful, and then backstab slit his throat. So uh, the, we're getting graphic now, but the the point stands that there's a, there's a chance for upset here. But I think Captain America. Right. Has we'll we'll, we'll go chalk here. So why don't we move over to the villains bracket? So on yeah. the villain side, we have Loki as the one seed versus Aldrich Killian. Thank you. Who's won the playing game to be the eight seed? We have Winter Soldier Bucky. As the four seed versus Red Skull, so there's a little uh, Captain America matchup. Yep. We have Ultron as the three seed versus Ronin the six, Ronin the accuser. Yep. We have the two seed Thanos versus the seven seed Yellow Jacket. Yeah. So looking at this bracket, and obviously we had some guys on the bubble that didn't make it. No Whiplash, no Malekith. But this bracket kind of highlights the weakest part of Marvel movies. Usually they're villains... A little one note, not as memorable with the exception of Loki right. thus far. Yeah, and that that's why Loki gets the, the nod as the one seed here. He's the most consistent threat, and he's also the best character out of all of them. Right. And if you look at kind of the way that the seeding panned out, I mean, Thanos, who definitely has a reoccurring role, although we haven't really seen him be... The a, mastermind at this point. Right. He's, he's behind the scenes pulling out strings, trying to help people destroy Earth. For, yeah, for his own machinations. But we haven't seen him be, like, the big bad yet. Right, so that's um, why he's the two. But we're still respecting what he's got going down. Right. So why don't we go by, why don't we do the matchups here? So Loki versus Aldrich Killian. Right, so Aldrich Killian from Iron Man 3, Guy Pierce. He's a business wonk. I'm not a businessman, I'm but, a businessman. But he gets the uh, extremist stuff, he gets some powers at the end. Mm-hmm. So he's no schmuck here. But Loki the trickster is a sly dog. And he's got that staff. He's a sorcerer. Yeah, he's a and he's an Asgardian. He's yeah. Thor's brother, half brother. He's like the most powerful sorcerer in Asgardian history. So, and he, he can like control people with his mind and do all of this crazy right. stuff. If so. if Tony could beat Killian with no powers, just some high tech, I think Loki can win this. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this matchup is very close at all. No. So Lo- Loki takes shout, the Shout first. out Guy Pierce though. He was cool in that movie. Guy Pierce, great actor. Loki gets the win. So now Bucky, Winter Soldier versus Red Skull. Right. So we have Bucky in the villain's bracket even though Civil War seems like Bucky's trying to right the wrongs. But he uh, did a lot of bad stuff in Captain America 2. <laughs> he did a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, is, didn't he kill Steve Rogers' parents in the original comic books as well he's a pretty bad dude he might have he didn't um, in the movies he was being controlled by hydra 
Right. Which we should say. But he still did it. Speaking of Hydra, one of the founders of Hydra, Johan Schmidt, Red Skull, played by the goat Hugo Weaving of Lord of the Rings and Matrix fame, and also the voice of Megatron in Transformers, fun fact. I think Red Skull got way overseeded in this. Think so? I think so. He's He doesn't really have many superpowers. No, he doesn't. And Bucky's really strong, and he's kind of fast as well. And like you said, his arm might be made of the same... Vibranium, yeah. yeah. Vibranium. So... It's like a, this is a revenge tale, even though he, Bucky didn't directly fight Red Skull. His, Red Skull's Hydra still mm-hmm. captured and messed him up and made him this bad guy. So you got to figure Bucky, if given the opportunity, would take it to the Red Skull. The thing about the Red Skull is I think his character Hugo Weaving did his really good job with the character in the first Captain America movie even though he didn't have a whole lot to do I mean like I've been saying these Marvel villains have generally been pretty weak usually they're only in one movie and usually they're kind of one note they're kind of singular focused in their you know grand evil plot Mm -hmm. and I think Red Skull was better than some of the other ones but unfortunately not good enough to beat Bucky Nah, yeah, Winter Soldier definitely moves on here, and he'll face Loki in the Bucky second Martin. round. But why don't we look at the three versus six matchup? Ultron versus Ronan the Accuser. This is a pretty ruthless matchup. Yeah, so Ronan, who defied Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy and went on that rampage, it's pretty badass. Yeah, the Kree's <laughs> blue, played by Lee Pace, who played mm-hmm. Legolas's dad in the Hobbit movies, and they look nothing alike no. in these two roles. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he was um, he had he showed some strength. Speaking, he, he's probably the poster boy for one-note Marvel villains. He's like, oh, must yeah. destroy Xandar because I want you to respect my power. Blah, blah, I'm mean. That, that was Ronan. That was a great Ronan impression, and I think you should make that a recurring <laughs> character on this show because that was fantastic. Ultron, played by Robert California, James Spader. Right. I, I mean, he was, uh, he was a great villain, I thought, for Avengers 2. But he still had... The the same one note plot. I want to destroy you because I do. Ultron's always been dumb though. That's the thing. If you and his comics history is, is equally basic. But I liked Ultron. I thought James Spader's voice was really cool. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, did he just do the here fight all my robots? Right. And yeah, he was still cool. So I think Ultron. Given it's funny because Ultron has all his robots, all his power, and like because he's like electronic, he can mm-hmm. influence stuff that way. But Ronan had his own army too. Ronan did have his own army, but. I think the and they got like, spaceships, right? Stuff. But I think the thing that gives Ultron the advantage is that he can communicate with other computers and get them to basically yeah. do whatever he wants. So he'd sabotage Ronan's operation. Yeah, he would sabotage a spaceship and probably do something. If Ronan cool. has the Infinity Stone that he has for part of Guardians of the Galaxy, if he had that, I think it's a better fight because he was really powerful when he had that. Yeah, I would. I actually might give it to Ronan if that was the case, right. but. I think Ultron moves on. No, no, I'll go with that. That's no fine. upset in, in this matchup. Then Thanos versus Yellow Jacket. Yeah, Yellow Jacket from Ant Man, the most recent Marvel villain. Corey by, Stoll. Yeah, Russo from House of Cards. R.I.P. Co- Corey Stoll. Went, uh, let's see. So this is this is kind of a combo of Marvel villains thus far. He played a business guy, charismatic business guy. <laughs> There's Aldrich Killian or or Ironmonger. I have Obadiah Stane. And he had a basic uh, revenge plot, and that's why he became a bad guy. Yeah, sounds like we've seen that before. Yeah. Still uh, a formidable opponent for, Ant- for Ant-Man. And he can shrink. Which is... And Thanos is a big dude. He's huge. Thanos can't see him. I wonder if Thanos would just crush him. Like, Th- I think he really would in this matchup. Thanos could just bring him into space and let him die. That's true. You know? <laughs> but... Even without that, I think if it was just a matchup of pure power, it's not even close. 
Yeah, no, the, obviously there isn't. Yeah, Yellow Jack doesn't have any powers. Darren yeah. Cross. So I, I think Thanos definitely moves on right, easily. Why don't we stay in the villains bracket though, sure. and we'll just do the second round matchups here. So we have Loki versus Winter Soldier. More interesting. I still like the mystery of Loki. Remember, Loki can, like, change his face and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And Winter Soldier, he was very singular focus in when he was bad. And then as Bucky, he seems to be kind of doesn't know where he is, where he's at. PTSD. Remember, I think either way, Loki can take advantage of that. Yeah, and if you remember Bucky before he was changed into the Winter Soldier, he was kind of aloof and kind of, I don't know, just a normal Joe. And if, if he's not if he's not harnessing the, the power of the super soldier serum or... Well, I think that's the name, but I can't remember exactly. Yeah, they Hydra kind of copied what they do with Captain America exactly. to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, so if if he's if he's you know not able to use the anger and, and the emotion from that, and he's more just that average Joe again, Loki could just control him with his mind, and this one he's right. close to. Well, that's the thing. Loki doesn't have the mind gem anymore. That's he still true. Still has his staff powers, but the mind gem's now in Vision. So we're talking contemporary fight, or we're talking a few movies ago. <laughs> uh, I, it's just like Ronan. Are we talking Ronan with the mind this gem? This is where it gets really complicated. I, I guess Tweet that, at us at Nostalgia Pod. Tell us what your scenario. But I think even if he didn't have that, Loki would still just yeah destroy him. In Definitely a show. better fight than Killian. And Killian's not a schmuck with the extremists. He still has some strengths. But I think Loki is just shout out Tom Middleton. And then Ultron versus Thanos. Yeah, another one. Like We don't really know what Thanos can do in terms of the movies because we haven't seen any. We just know how powerful he is. He had Ronan working for him for a while, and he was behind the attack on New York in the first Avengers movie. Yeah, Set a whole race of right the Chitauri. So yeah. you got to respect Thanos there. If all these people will work for him out of fear that he packs a punch. Ultron. I don't know if Thanos needs any like electronics or anything. So I think he could beat Ultron. Yeah, I, I think you would beat him pretty easily honestly i think this is all chalk in this game thanos definitely the villain side no i think there's two very obvious strong villains and they're gonna match up in the finals it's gonna be thanos versus loki right i think your analysis was spot on for that matchup ultron he's a robot in the end and Mm -hmm. he's gonna be defeated but thanos charismatic robot but we haven't even seen the full extent of thanos's power yet we've basically seen him just pulling the strings from afar and thanos versus loki is something we could see on screen at some point yeah because he loki wasn't able to fulfill the the deal that they made right and you got to figure loki's got his own agenda now yeah so that could be interesting i don't really know who i picked there i guess i would just go with thanos because he has more power well assumingly save that analysis for the semi-final game when we discuss Loki versus Thanos. So then why don't we look at the hero side. Right. We have Iron Man versus Thor. Saw a little bit of this fight in the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. I think Iron Man wins this one. Really? I do. And I don't I, know. How, how does Thor get beaten? Like, we don't really see him get beaten, per se, unless it's by someone like Loki or some Asgardian enemy. Like in... You know, Malkif or something. He, I guess that this is where... Mortals don't really beat him. I guess that this is where... Our, if Are we looking at it strictly as who's more powerful? Or are we looking at it as which character do we enjoy? Well, yeah. I, I think mean, I think that's the difference between the villains and the hero side. That the heroes are much more developed and you really have more feelings, I think, right. about them. And thankfully Thor worked for, for the second of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That was the first risk as a movie. Right. Just because it's a movie about a Norse god mm-hmm. that exists outside of comics already. Right. But I think Chris Hemsworth does a pretty good job with it. But obviously, Rob Dyne Jr. just 
destroys. So, I mean, on that merit, I guess I would go with Iron Man. But if we're, if we're going strict power, it would probably have to be Thor, especially right. because Tony Stark is a genius. He's brilliant, but he doesn't have any superpowers outside of the suit. Right. So, if we go straight power, it has to be Thor. Right. If we go character, it probably has to be Iron Man. So Agreed. If I, it sounds like we're going power for the villain side, so maybe Thor would win this matchup. In a close one, though. Right. R.I.P. Tony Stark. Yep. Maybe he'll die in the next uh, Avengers Civil War, or Captain America Civil War. We'll see. Maybe. Someone has Unlikely. To. Unlikely. He'll die in Infinity War. That's yeah. my, my, my pick. And then we have Star-Lord versus Captain America. Yeah. This is an interesting matchup. Cap's just too fast and too strong. It's way less of a fair fight. It's not a fair fight, but it would be fun to watch. Yeah, because... it would be, just because Star-Lord, he'd be chirping the whole time. Yeah. He's getting beaten up, so exactly. it'd be a funny fight. It would be funny, but I think Captain America would dominate this. Yeah, so for sure. We're going to have Thor versus Captain America in the four versus two matchup yeah. for the for the semifinals of this bra- or of this whole bracket. Captain America definitely puts a much better fight against Thor because he has real powers. He, right. He, he heals himself. He basically has everything Thor has except for the hammer and using like all like the... And like, flying. Yeah, flying and basically being totally invincible. I mean, I think Captain, Captain America, America probably can win just because... How do you really beat Captain America? How do you beat Thor? Physically without cutting off his head, you know? Same thing. Like, how do you really kill Iron? So it would most likely be a matchup that would go on forever, but I think... Basically, all Thor would have to do is take him into space, right? Probably, yeah. So, I think Thor would end up winning if he got down to, like, the viciousness of it. If He, if he has the advantage of being an alien. So, I th- I'm thinking... Going with Thor? Just I, I think I'd go with Thor. There's a reason he's not in Civil War, guys. You know, he's a little right. too powerful. <laughs> Same with the Hulk, probably. Yeah. But So, I think Thor moves on, and it'll be interesting. Will he be facing his brother? What do you think? Loki versus Thanos. In the villain's bracket. I don't know. I don't think we'll get the matchup we want. The people want. You think Thanos is going to take this? I think Thanos... The upset central. Gotta respect the big bad. They've been building up to him for... By the time we get to Infinity War, it'll have been a decade. Yeah. I gotta respect the big bad. Do you think Thanos will continue to be played by... Josh Brolin? Josh Brolin. I think he'll be played by Josh Brolin as long as he's a character. I don't know if Thanos will make it out of Infinity War Part 2, though. That'll be interesting. Which is May 2019, so three years from now. Well, I think Josh Brolin's a great choice for him, and I think Thanos would beat Loki in this matchup, but it's going to be really close. Loki's going to pull out all the stops. He's going to mm-hmm. be as conniving as possible, but I think Thanos is just ruthless. basically resides over a whole galaxy. Yeah. And it's basically a black hole galaxy because he has put everything under his terrible reign, and he, he's ruthless. He has no heart, and he'll just do anything it takes to yeah. destroy this We'll galaxy. start seeing more of Thanos soon. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 comes out next year. Captain Marvel will come out in between the two Infinity Wards, so you got to figure we'll see more of Thanos there. And we'll see Loki again for Thor 3. Until proven otherwise, I feel like we have to respect Thanos, and probably no one on their own could beat him, hence why we have these big teams so thor versus thanos the th matchup everybody was hoping for yep when we initially put this out oh yeah upsets cinderella i think thor has to win think thor wins it's marvel the hero's gonna win (laughs) let's be honest fair enough that's fair i think thanos probably has enough power to beat thor but yeah Thor, I think, would find a way to prevail. Thor with the power of Asgard behind him, also. Yes, homies. absolutely. Different story. I'm talking one on one. One on. Well, what is 
what is Thanos' actual power is what I want. We don't really know per se. We just know exactly in terms of the movies yet. He's he's I think obviously going to be super strong. He's probably gonna, but he's not going to be able to fly. I don't think. I think he. Maybe he was hovering in a chair. That's true. You know, scene. You, I wonder if that was technological or if that was the take him into space trick doesn't work because he's already an alien. He doesn't need to breathe in space. But he definitely is an not alien. Sure. He's not human. Yeah, he's That's got purple sure. skin. Right. I think it's gonna be a close matchup, but it's Marvel. The hero has. Yeah. Matchup. Seriously though, tweet at us. Who do you think wins, Thanos versus Thor, or any of the other matchups that we previously went down? Or throw us a comment on SoundCloud or listen okay. on Stitcher. That's your thing. Yeah, or give us just a review on iTunes and give us... Yeah, be really cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, we ended up having Thor winning, but we do want to hear from you, and we also want to hear any anything you want to hear us talk about moving forward. So if you have ideas for future podcasts, or if you have feedback, please... Suggestions, anything at all. And Dave, where could they reach you if they wanted to reach out to you specifically? Yeah, good question, Pat. I'm glad you asked. That would be Martin Swagger, M-A-R-T-I-N-S-W-A-G-R. And Pat, where can we find... Your lovely muses. You can hear all my wonderful thoughts on mostly the New England Patriots probably for the next week. Nah. Uh, and maybe March Madness as well at Sheeny, S-H-E-E-N-Y, World, without the O, and then Peace, P-E-A-C-E, on Twitter. And yeah, drop us a line and give us some feedback. Any last words, Dave? Soundcloud.com slash pod. And once again, if you like sports, listen to my other podcast at soundcloud.com slash mercyrule. There's also a link both those sound clouds link to the other one, so you can find it. Awesome. We'll see you guys next week. And this year's been a long round, so I gotta go. It's logic. The one nobody would vouch for. How's that shit for an outro?